Alright, ladies and gentlemen, it is a PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio and he's Ben. It's a special Wednesday episode this week. It is our last episode of 2021. Ben, it's Christmas Eve on Friday. Yes, and um, I gotta tell you, the WWE certainly didn't leave us with any presents, but I, I've had a, a very good couple of days. Um, so I am very excited, and it was definitely the right call to not have a show last night because I fell asleep at nine o'clock. Oh and, wow! And that okay. never happens to me ever. Um, but I have a good excuse. I have a massive new tattoo on my forearm, and that thing was burning like a bitch. Oh wow. It, it, it's still kind of itchy. I'm, I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt just in case I don't, uh, you know, accidentally rub it on the desk because anytime it touches anything, it's it just burns. really crispy at the moment. So, uh, but, you know, suffice to say, good thing we didn't do it last night. So, well, I'm in the middle of, well, not in the middle of, I did. I cleared out my office. Because oh, right now I'm in the ki- in my in my kitchen here. I cleared out my office out out through these doors. I brought nice. my because uh, we brought my television upstairs to my room. And how big is your television? I'm this one's a 32 inch. My brother bought it like several years ago, but still, like it's really cool. Oh, uh, that's not well. No, 32 inch is not not bad at all. No, especially especially like because it's sitting right on my dresser, so. And my bed's like right in front, so I can just like uh, relax and just watch feet. Now that's what I was doing earlier. I was watching AEW in my room, which I never do. Yeah, well, um, I'll tell you what. AEW had a very solid episode. I thought. I I saw and then I kind of like uh, I kind of clocked out like uh, mid show because I was going up and down with uh, my pills and stuff. But uh, from what I did see. Yeah, it, yeah, I really enjoyed this episode of AEW. Yeah, well, anything that you're not familiar with, I can fill you in because I watched the whole thing. So, um, no, like I, 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 I had it on, but like I wasn't uh, really watching it, like going back and forth. But yeah, I, I would pause like when I had to leave the room, but I would come back and then I press play and have it playing in the background. Absolutely. So. <laughs> Yes, and it continues on Saturday night with the Christmas Eve rampage. Yeah, I'm not sure I like that decision. Just because, I mean, look, you know, I have no problem with with AEW uh, doing something like that. It's just hold on. Does that mean there's no rampage on Friday? Right, they moved okay. it to Saturday, right. which, right. Good. Right. which really, I don't understand, and this is not because I have a problem with AEW, it's just we all know how the holiday episodes tend to do um, in the ratings, so I'm not sure why they would purposely move a show to Christmas Eve when you know that the vast majority of people are not going to be watching wrestling. And I know, and I know, I know, I definitely know I won't be watching because I'm going to have my brother up here from Michigan. So we're going to have a full house here. 
Yes, well, if if it's the brother that I think it is, I still want to have a conversation with him regarding his <laughs> terrible, terrible wrestling-related decisions. Yes, that that's him. What what's his name again? Joe. Because I want I want to be somewhat cordial, okay? I don't want to I don't want him to think I'm an asshole, but I'm just I'm legitimately curious. As to why he would make such a terrible decision. (laughs) (laughs) And um, for those of you that have no idea what we're talking about, I'll just give you the abbreviated version. Uh, My co-host was lucky enough to attend WrestleMania 18 in Toronto. The lucky bastard. (laughs) Uh, but, no, but nonetheless... Yeah, move your camera. I can't see anything here. What's going on? Oh, hold on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So, uh, can you see me now? Yes, go ahead. Okay, so now you can see my mock rage as I continuously don't understand why your brother would take you out of WrestleMania 18 before the main event. I don't understand it for the life of me. He wanted to beat the traffic. Oh, who gives a fuck? It's Rock versus Hogan. Who gives a fuck about it? No, it wasn't Rock versus Hogan. It was Jericho versus Triple H. Well, still. You know, I mean, goddamn. We actually uh, missed uh, the the first match as well. Well, Jesus Christ! Why because, did you because, because we got there late, like uh, right right when we walked in to go find our seats, uh, they the William Regal Rob Van Dam match had just ended. Well, what the fuck? Why did you even why did you even attend such a historic event? You missed two of the best matches on the fucking card. We 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 because it's a dumbass friend, which I don't even know how he got how he got to go along with us, because no one invited him. Well, then just you know dump him on the side of the road and go back to. Yeah, uh, we should we should, we, we 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 should have. Damn it! Oh. It was so, it's such a terrible decision. We, <laughs> we, we rail on Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard for terrible creative, and I'm going to tell you, Joe, your decision-making sucks. <laughs> it, it would be lovely to meet you, and I promise you I'm not an asshole, but, you know, I'm just on behalf of your brother. What the fuck were you doing? Very <laughs> Uh, so uh, we have an abbreviated show this week because we are not doing any wrestling. Well, we're doing a little, very little coverage. Yes. We've got Raw, NXT. We're bringing NXT back because I watch it uh, for my other show. Uh, AEW, and we have uh, Wrestling and Time Warp. Absolutely. And, um, and ladies and gentlemen, uh Originally, um, I was gonna suggest to Elio that we um, that we include um, predictions for uh, oh, day. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Day one. If, was, you, yeah, if, yes. if you still want to do that. No, 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 yeah, no. We can still do that. We can still do that. And um, actually, I'm gonna tell you something off air. Or when we, uh, if we, if we have to pause and uh, go to commercial, when we uh, set up for wrestling, we'll let I'll, I'll let you know off air. 
Okay, cool. Um, and then, um, so we're gonna be we're gonna be back in full swing, I believe, January sixth. Was it? Let me look. Let me see what. The, no, it would be January eighth that we'd be back, right? The fifth, the fifth, the fifth is on a Wednesday, I believe, right? Let me check. Let me double check this. Hold yeah, on. we can actually. You know, let's do the fifth because because we have. Um, We'll have the NXT um, special. I'm not going to call it TakeOver, but we have the whatever the... No, next... it's, New, it's New Year's Evil. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. Because then we can do... I can do the NXT New Year's Evil, and then we can do the uh, AEW special. Yeah, and then uh, that Saturday we have... We don't have to do anything. We can do SmackDown. And... Uh, and yeah, that would be an even lighter episode. Right, and in, in, in addition to all that, we can also cover, you know, New, New, New Year's Evil and everything will just be uh, nice and tight and dealt with. So, um, But uh, we're also uh, looking into... Looking into... Uh, I was looking into Patreon. We still have to, we still have to decide what we're going to do there. Yes, well, and that'll be a decision um, for the new year. Let me um, let me just get through the holidays, and then I'll yeah. start thinking yeah. about that. Uh, let me just pull up the day one yeah, card here. I'm gonna do that too. Did they do they, they actually announce matches? I don't even know. That's how, no, that's, as, that's, as that's how much I care about day one. <laughs> As far as I know, um, you know, it's a. I haven't heard any matches uh, announced outside no, we know, of the we know two events. Well, no, yeah, we don't, we don't know Brock and um, Roman Reigns, and uh, the universe. The. Oh, fuck! I, I even get mixed up between the two championships. Right, so um, it is Big E with the WWE Championship and Roman Reigns with the uh, Universal title. So I'm so used to Roman Reigns, so... Uh, yeah, okay. I'm so used to... What like, would you do without me, Elio? I mean, we're, we're professionals, and you don't even know which title is which. What the hell? Making well, our I momentarily forgot who the Intercontinental Champion was because it's not been defended in forever by Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh God, I know, I know. Seriously, what whatever happened to the thirty day rule? They should really bring that back. Oh, they actually do have a a full card here. Yeah, I'm, I'm just now discovering that. <laughs> this is going to be bad. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, maybe not. You know, I'm gonna I'll give it a chance, but like, oh, I mean. Do we really care about Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss? <laughs> did, did that really get added to the card? That got added to the card. I'm looking at it right now. That's uh, like uh, oh looking, looking from top to bottom. That's uh, number six. Oh god, that's horrible. Okay, well, um, we we will cover those predictions. Um, yeah. For you later, in, later that, on. In that the show. will be before all the fun stuff. We'll save all the fun stuff for for the last, last segment. 
Okay, well then by that logic, I'm assuming we should start with Monday Night Raw, because that certainly doesn't qualify as fun stuff. <laughs> Monday Night Raw, let's go. Oh, God. So what, what do I have? I've got, um, you know what? Is it just me? Are we, are we seeing a lot more Vince McMahon on television lately? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure why they're doing that. Um, I'm assuming it's it's a ratings ploy. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm <clears throat> again, is it just me or is it sometimes hard to understand what he's saying? Yeah, I, I have a I have a very hard time understanding him. Like when he was like the, the uh, when he was showing Austin Theory the pencil, and he was like describing the pencil. Like I couldn't make out what he was saying. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm right there with you on that one. Okay, so what's it just be? Okay. Alright, so for Money Night Raw, uh, you know what? I kind of like what they're doing with this Austin Theory. I don't want to see where it goes, but he's not terrible. As terrible as I thought he was. No, absolutely not. And, um, you know, he definitely has potential. So I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with him. So I'm going to give it to Finn Balor and uh, Austin Theory for highlights. Um, my, um, there's also Chad Gable and Randy Orton. Wasn't bad. Okay. Uh, for now, I I I know uh, AJ Styles and almost uh, split. <laughs> uh, during after the they lost to the Mysterios. Oh, uh, was that official? Because that didn't that didn't come off like it was official. It just came off like um, you know, there was more dissension between the two of them. No, I think uh, I think they're done because uh, AJ Styles made an appearance on um, on um, NXT this week. Yeah. Well, we shall see. So um, I, I'm going to give uh, a uh, the low point to that because we didn't really need the Mysterios versus Styles and almost or Omar, whatever the f- his name is. I'm also giving it to Bianca Belair and Dewdrop. This wasn't their best match. Their previous two encounters weren't as bad as this one. Well, yeah, I mean, the the thing with um with um these two women, I'm not sure why we needed three matches um out of the two of them. Now, Ben, when... Ben, you're gonna be happy about this, though. Yeah, what's that? WWE filed a trademark for Piper Niven, so. Uh, she might be going back to that name. Oh, well, we, one can only dream because that would be amazing. That, my, my my other highlight, low light was uh, Real Ripley Queen Selena. I'm so over like this program. Yeah, it, it's com- it's completely stupid, and I um I really want um Rhea Ripley and uh, Nikki Ash to break up. Yeah, they. So, Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was, I was just gonna say, yeah, they really need to split them up. Yeah, I agree. So uh, my my high point, um, or my high points, excuse me. The first one was when um, was when Biggie uh, in the middle of his promo with Bobby Lashley mentioned the fact that he had a lot of sisters. I I laughed out loud at that because that was a reference to one of the most. Horrific segments in the uh, history. Yeah, of that was bad. Oh, how many sisters did he have again? I don't even remember. I just, um, I he, just he remember that me. it was ridiculous. 
He had three. Three, yeah. It was, that was bad. Yeah, so so the, the fact that I just happened to remember that and just the way he, he said it, I laughed out loud. So yep. by, by default, that has to be a high point. That was the opening segment, right? Exactly. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I saw that part. Yeah, that was uh, when I, I laughed when he said that. So, um, okay, um, lowlights, what do you got? My, well... You only have one highlight. You said no. My other, my other high point was Finn Balor versus Austin Theory. I 100% agree with you on that one. Okay. And then low light was uh, AJ Styles and Omos versus uh, Ray and Dominic Mysterio. But the but the ultimate low light was the promo between uh, Becky Lynch and. Uh, Liv Morgan, because, oh, my God. Yeah. All right, now, now th- this thing starts with Liv Morgan in the ring, and she kicks into a video package from earlier uh, on Monday. I guarantee you that this was, this was taped prior to, prior to Monday. Um and so Liv Morgan shows up at Becky Lynch's gym in Davenport, Iowa. <laughs> I saw this. And um, she proceeds to try to um, get in the ring. We see we see a girl from the back that has this red hair. Um, you can obviously see that it's a wig before she even hits them with, or hits them with the uh, kendo stick in the back. Um, and it was just horrific. And then she realizes that it's not Becky Lynch, as if we needed confirmation that that was the case. And then the uh, the real Becky Lynch comes up from behind, and they start getting into a um, a fight with the kendo sticks. Now here's when it gets really stupid. I don't know if you noticed this, but. The first swing that Becky Lynch takes, it looks like she's swinging at an opponent that should be six foot five. I mean, cause she was she was swinging that bat like Aaron Judge going after a home run in Yankee Stadium. I mean, good, good God, did, did we did we forget the fact that Liv Morgan is all of four foot eleven, maybe five foot? I, I mean, what the what the hell? Uh, <laughs> so then, then we cut back to the ring. Actually, and, she actually sorry, she's built she's built at five three. Oh, pardon me. Um, but yeah, it, it was okay. That, okay, this is this is necessary. I'm sorry, this is bullshit. I'm not buying this though. Her build weight. What's that? A hundred pounds. No, she's more than that. I know, right? Come on. A hundred yeah. pounds, though. That's, oh, shut up. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, I mean, that's like anorexic level. That's scary. Um, <clears throat> no, and no disrespect intended, but when I think of 100 pounds, I think of Rio and, and you know. Yep. Liv Morgan is definitely bigger than Rio for sure. Um, so, um, so then, 
Liv Morgan continues to cut this promo, and God bless her, I really do like Liv Morgan. I think she has a lot of potential. But good Lord, does she need work on her promos. This was Charlotte Flair level bad. <laughs> on the mic. This, this was just... Holy shit. I mean, the fact that that this is the kind of stuff that's allowed on Monday Night Raw. First of all, the way it was written was terrible, but that's not her that's not her fault. She's just following a script. The, the problem with Liv Morgan and her promos right now is delivery because it sounds like she's reading a newscast. You know, she she, she sounds like she belongs behind a desk staring at a teleprompter. And that and that's not the way to deliver a convincing promo. Um, and then uh, th- those were the two major uh, lowlights that I had for Monday Night Raw. And I and I got I gotta tell you because I I told you that I fell asleep at, at, uh, at nine nine at nine o'clock on Tuesday night, right? I I fell asleep at the same time on Monday night because <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't possibly take any more oh, of wow. of Monday Night Raw. It was just I, what was I doing on Monday night? I oh I know what I was doing on Monday night at nine o'clock. Where I was watching Uncle Buck with my dad. Uncle Buck, such a great movie. Yeah. So I, I, I was I spent the, the time watching uh, that movie with my dad, which was more entertaining than Raw. <laughs> yeah, we we should uh, we should tell uh, Vince that the segment between uh, John Candy and I and the elementary school principal was vastly more entertaining than the entire episode of Monday Night Raw. I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, come on. How about that that promo, that insult he cut on the vice principal? He was a quarter. Go down, doesn't have a rat. No, that thing <laughs> off your face. Boom. <laughs> there, there was a match set up right there. Exactly. <laughs> such, such a classic movie. For sure. So, uh, this is all we have for Raw? Oh, well, mercifully, yes. All I, right. I didn't want to make Raw's review too much longer because no. I, res- I respect you, first of all, and number two, it's the holiday season and I'm trying to stay jolly. Yeah, we don't, and we don't want to put our uh, listeners through that, which, by the way, I'm going to talk about a little about the podcast uh, towards the end of the show. Okay, cool. All right, we're going to move on to NXT because, uh, as I said, I'm bringing NXT back because since I have to watch every week, and um, I got to tell you, um, I was looking at the results for NXT. Um, now, watching it and reading results are two different things. But from reading the results, because I still have to technically watch it, but I've seen some of the clips on Instagram. And uh, I gotta say, my high point for this episode was Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai in the street fight, which opened up the show. Following a uh, promo by Tommaso Ciampa, who was uh, confronted by Braun Breaker. Yeah, I. You know what? I can't buy in to. 
um, to this show anymore. I, I've tried on, uh, you know, like three different occasions now to, to uh, give NXT 2.0 an opportunity, um, and I, I literally, I just can't. So you don't know um, the matches for New Year's Evil? Um, no, I would have to look Okay, all right, okay. So one match that I do know is Tommaso Ciampa versus Braun Breaker for the NXT Championship. Well, that oh. one's that one I think has potential. Uh, and unfortunately, I can see the result of that from a mile away because they are just waiting to crown... Uh, Braun Breaker as the second coming. Not and, and, and look, not that Braun Breaker doesn't have a, a shitload of potential and have star written all over him because he does. Okay, I'm not I'm not delusional. I think Braun Breaker really might have something there um, to really catapult himself to the main event level. Uh, but do I want to see him beating Tommaso Ciampa right now? No. I would much rather have Braun Breaker be built over an extended period of time and then maybe by the next, by the next special or the one after that, then you can crown him. Um, but knowing how WWE operates... I'm surprised that Braun Breaker didn't win the title at war games, so I fully expect him to win it at New New Year's Evil. In fact, uh, actually, I'm looking just now. There are three matches already uh, already set. So we have Tommaso Trumper, Brown Breaker. We have Mandy Rose versus Raquel Gonzalez versus Cora Jade in a triple threat for the NXT Women's Championship. And Roderick Strong versus Carmelo Hayes for... To unify the Cruiserweight Championship and North American Championship. So instead of completely um, re, um, getting rid of the Cruiserweight, they're unifying it with the North American title. No, they shouldn't do that. They should just get rid of the Cruiserweight title. Because the North American title actually meant something when it was used properly. So that is... Um, I, was, I was just looking that up real quick. Um Okay, so back to this NXT. Another one. Okay, you know what? There really wasn't uh, very many other high points. Uh, I really got to watch this show, but I will say my low point was Trick Williams. Anything with Trick Williams in it, I don't care. So Dexter Lumis uh, defeats Trick Williams. And, um,. Tony D'Angelo being defeated by Pete Dunne. Um, well, I've, I've heard positive things regarding Tony D'Angelo, but am I familiar uh, with uh, him? No. I, I, have you seen him? No. I mean, he talks like this, you know. He's uh, one of the one of the boys, you know. Yeah, and, and you know, I I really um, and and, and, he, and he, he was he lost to Petey Poppins. Oh God! That's what he calls Pete on Pete Poppins. Oh jeez! Like, no, no, just stop. <laughs> yeah, so, it's just terrible. Really, uh, that's all I have for NXT. Now, now, 
we're going to throw it over to Ben for AEW. Ben, what do you have for us on AEW? Well, well, let me pull that up because God knows we need a break from <laughs> uh, from WWE's bullshit. You know, why, I enjoyed this episode of AEW. Why? What? I I just pulled this up not not five minutes before we came on here. Where the fuck is it? Hold on. All right. Can can we pause it, please, so we're not killing dead air? Uh, yep. One more. Let me just uh. I'll flip you uh, to full screen and I'll pause. All right, AEW Ben, what do we got? So, um, I'll start you out with uh, high points. Um, I was very surprised at the quality of the match between Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy. Um, right? I, I, I like that match. You know what? Except for the one part where Orange Cassidy was on the top rope, he put his hands in his pocket. He didn't. I didn't see him do too much of that in the match. I, I was expecting to see a lot of that stuff, which I, I'm sick of seeing from him. But he didn't do it much. Well, he better not have done it because this is this is Adam Goddamn Cole. Yeah. Uh, so you know, but I was. See, when I I'm not saying Orange Cassidy isn't a talented wrestler because. His athleticism is freakish. If he can do what he, if he can do what he does with his hands in his pockets for half of his matches, but um, you know, but from from a marquee standpoint, Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy doesn't sound right. No, because like I I don't care I don't care how hard. Chris Jericho worked to put Orange Cassidy over. His gimmick just doesn't work for me. And maybe I'm in the minority or whatever, but I'm I'm just being honest with you, and I always have to shoot it straight here on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. No, um, that, uh, his character, like, it's, it's like run its course. Like, uh, I just never really got... What got the big idea of like his character and the hands in the pocket, the, the shin kicks? They just yeah, know. they're they're stupid. Yeah, um, and, but having said that, like I said, the quality of this match was was very good considering what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I, I really hate when he when he makes like he can't wrestle when we all know that he can. Exactly. You know. And, like, and by doing that, I feel like this gimmick that he has does a disservice to his ability in the ring. Now, the the big news uh, took place um, toward toward the end of this match because Kyle O'Reilly has come what, to all of wrestling. Uh, I called it uh, on uh, the last show of uh, the other podcast I do. I said, because uh, the question was asked, who's going to be... Because Johnny Gargano apparently is done and uh, is gone away and uh, Kyle O'Reilly is gone. And we were asking, who's the first one to jump to AEW? And I uh, immediately said Kyle O'Reilly. Definitely Kyle O'Reilly. Yep. I, I, I would have said that from the jump. It, yep. it, it wouldn't have mattered if he showed up tonight or whatever. I would have said that from the jump. Um, especially, especially with Johnny Gargano announcing that he was having a baby, there's no yeah. way he would. There's no way he would jump 
to to AEW immediately. No, they do a lot of traveling there. Uh, uh, WWE, uh, NXT, they're down in Florida. Yeah. Um and um. So so shout out to Orange Cassidy for having a, a hell of a match. Yep. Um, I really liked um, Kyle O'Reilly kind of reuniting with um with uh, the undisputed era in um in uh, Bobby Fish and um, Adam I Cole. I have a question. Yeah. When the when the young bucks came out. So what's going on? Is 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 the super did the super click super click just uh, grow or is there going to be some sort of? Uh, I don't know. It's it's it seemed like a line may have been drawn in the sand because when um, when Adam Cole signaled for O'Reilly and Fish to follow him out of the ring. It seemed like Cole had picked his side. Now, I, w- I will say this, and, and this, is, this is just me, and, and I understand that, that O'Reilly's in a different company now, and I have to kind of kind of reset my brain uh, in accordance to, okay, this is AEW now, not NXT. But it was weird for me to see... Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, um, you know, being part of the same group again because the last time we saw them, uh, you know, they were kicking the shit out of each other. Yep. And and I just I I understand that it's a completely different company, so I have to like recalibrate myself. But it's just, um, you know, I, I I was momentarily thrown off in my own head. I because I, I sorry go on. Because at first, it didn't. It, it, the way Adam Cole was reacting, I thought I thought he was gonna, um, you know, have a have a heelish reaction toward Kyle, and then and then they got all buddy buddy again. So I, I was just a little bit thrown off by that. And then, and then um well. I don't want to see the Super Click expand because if we see people joining Super Click, it's going to start being like the NWO. Well, and, yeah, and it'll just be the Bullet Club all over again. It, it, it yeah. already is a miniature Bullet Club reunion, mm-hmm. but but I can only say miniature because to me the Bullet Club will always be um, you know Gall- Gallows and Anderson and Bauer and. Um, and uh, Tama Tonga. To me, those four will always be the originals. So you, you've seen uh, the original Bullet Club? Yes. Okay. Oh, because I never got to see them. Because I guess uh, that was in that was uh, New Japan, or where was that? Well, well, they were all over the place. At one at one point, they were in like three different promotions. Okay, because I must have missed it. Because I guess uh, that was uh, when I was. Uh, yeah, dealing with stuff with my dad in the hospital and stuff. Yeah, um, and then and then just and then low points. I got I got to tell you, 
This this stuff with Dan Lambert has to stop. Oh, oh, like out of every okay, the arena was quiet, and then all of a sudden, Dan, I hear Dan Lambert start talking. <laughs> and I, I just, I don't like it. And then I know this is gonna surprise you, and it actually surprised surprises me that I have to say this. Okay. But I'm also going to give a low point to Ruby Soho versus Nyla Rose. It wasn't, wasn't great. It, 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 it really wasn't. They don't match up very well. The, 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 um, the start of the match was really bad. Hold on, I'm gonna um, get, hold on, hold on. I'm going to give another high point. What's that? To the package they showed on the Owen Hart tournament. Absolutely. And, and the fact... The, the fact that AEW has more class toward Owen Hart than WWE does, what does that tell you? And and then that, that Martha Hart's going along with it, so like she agreed to, so that, that that's a good sign. Exactly. I, I wouldn't uh, have anything to do with WWE if uh, that happened. Well, no, and I wouldn't either. But the the but the fact. Um, the fact that AEW is being this classy toward Owen Hart and his legacy, mm-hmm. that tells you something about AEW. Um, now, now I'm not an AEW kiss-ass because if they do something that I think is bullshit, then I'm going to call them out the same way that I call WWE out. You're not a, yeah, you're not a fanboy. Don't be a fanboy. Otherwise, we're going to call you out on my other show. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, well, you, you can't you can't call me out when I'm not in the virtual room, asshole. <laughs> at, at, at least if you're gonna have a conversation that involves me, invite me on your show. Wait a minute. Wait oh, a but, minute. Oh, wait, wait a, a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, but wait a minute. You what was that? Would you just call me? What did you say? <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> What the hell? Because, and I, I figured it out, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why Elio doesn't want me on his other show is because he knows that I would be more popular with his co-host than he is. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Again, um, I have to say. What did you say? <laughs> Well, that's how I felt with Dan Lambert going, you know, what the fuck is going on here. Right? Um, but another another um, high point has to be um, the main event. Man, the fact that Sting can still do what he does, holy shit. That's your low point or high point? That, that's a high point. Okay, alright. Um, but yeah, I... Um, Oh, hold on, what would you think of the Adam Page, Brent Anglison segment? I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Okay. Yeah, that that, uh, that wasn't bad, actually. Because usually yeah. Adam Page's promos aren't exactly the greatest. That wasn't bad, though. Well, no. You know, his his bread and butter is in the ring, not, not on the mic. Yeah. And, and look, I, I don't have any problem with with Adam or uh, Adam Page whatsoever. But um, I mean, the but the, the 
the, the fact the fact is, I now tell me what you think because I just thought about this as as we were talking about this uh, promo with with Adam Page. Do you do you think that it would be smart for them to give the title to Brian over Page in two weeks? Brian, uh, Daniel Brian just, uh, Brian, Dan, Brian Danielson just got there, so I'm thinking it's still too early for him to win. Well. I I kind of agree with you, but the, but I'm just thinking because the way that this is going and the way that they booked, um, uh, uh, the way that they booked um, Brian Danielson in the draw, um, and and all the promo stuff, um, going into that and also tonight, it just it just seems like, um. It just seems like whether they give him the belt now or not, um, Danielson is definitely trending toward getting the title, which, which in my opinion, for Adam Page, strictly in terms of, of, of being the world title holder, I'm not talking about the program with, with Danielson at all, but, but I think if they take the, if they take the belt off of Page too quickly, that could hurt him. Yeah. Reg- regardless of how good the program with Danielson has been so far, and and the the pro- the and the situation between Page and Danielson has been masterful. I'm just worried that that in some way uh, Page is going to be facing a lose lose situation in terms of the title situation, if not the storytelling. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that wraps up our review of, uh, Dynamite. AEW Dynamite. Holiday back. Yeah, they actually gave us the title. (laughs) Part one. Part Uh, one, yeah. Oh, part two. Oh, they're still calling Rampage Holiday Bash. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Or, or, um, let me see, let, let me see what, um, what next Wednesday's date is. I'm just, I'm just kind of, right, right, okay, so yeah, next, next Wednesday's the 29th. Right, so, so yeah, then, then Rampage would have to be part two of How Are They Bash? Okay. All right. So now, Ben, we're gonna have to move on to uh, WWE Day One predictions. Oh boy! (laughs) Uh, My head hangs in dejection. You know, you know what I understand, and this you'll understand why I'm saying it's like uh, we don't usually talk politics and stuff, but. You'll understand why I'm saying this. So, I, I'm guessing this one's already uh, set, so we're going to have fans. But it's ridiculous because the WWE is supposed to be up here next Wednesday night. 
but yeah. they've limited to 50% capacity. So I'm confused because if 50% are allowed to go, what about the other 50 that bought tickets? Refunds, I guess. You know, that, 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 that kind of doesn't seem fair. Like, because how do you decide who goes and who doesn't? That's right. just ridiculous. And, well, well, and the way that I... The way that I understood it, even before you uh, messaged me about it, was that, and I don't know if you're talking about the same event, but I do know that it was announced that they are canceling at least one Canadian event, so I don't know if they canceled another one or if it's the same one. But I'll, t- but I'll tell you one thing, and I, I even told my, told my parents the same thing. Don't get me wrong. I I understand that that COVID is a serious issue. You don't ha- you don't have to convince me of that. I I, I understand that entirely. I've had a, I've had enough uh, friends and and family members that have that have been exposed and have gotten COVID. I understand all of that. My brother got it, but. But in my opinion, it wouldn't do anybody any good at this point to go back into full pandemic lockdown mode. And, and I, I was just reading, too, uh, WB uh, could possibly return to the Thunderdome. I'm like, please don't. Excuse. I, I, no. I will, if that happens, I'll scream if that happens. I don't want to go back to Thunderdome. No, I, and I absolutely don't either. I, I think it, it's just absolutely terrible um, if, if that were to happen. Um, I just... Yeah. The, the thing is, like, I understand the concern over, over these new variants and stuff like that. I'm... Just to give you context over the, the way I'm thinking... I am fully vaccinated, and I do plan on getting the uh, getting the the booster when I become eligible for it in uh, February. So, um, I am taking this very seriously. It's just from a logical perspective, I don't I don't see how a third, um, or or in Canada's case, maybe even a fourth lockdown would be beneficial to anybody because. Um, you know, we cannot go back to where our our economy and, and the general public were in 2020. We just can't. No, they've already uh, reduced capacity in restaurants to for to 10 people allowed indoors. Well, to, to, now, now, ladies and gentlemen, please don't take this the wrong way because as I just as I just explained. I believe in the in the seriousness of COVID. I get it, but to me, that is absolutely ridiculous. Yep. Because no, the the most important thing here is if we go back into another full, full lockdown, I think you're hurting, uh, you know, the general public, uh. Mo- uh, just as much as you're helping those that, that may get exposed to COVID versus might not. You know what I mean? 
It's just to to harm everybody for the sake of some. I just I don't I don't see the benefit in doing that. Um, but uh, back to wrestling before we get too political. Um, that is that is a good point though about the Thunderdome. I really hope that that doesn't uh, have to happen because if I hear Michael Cole tout the award-winning Thunderdome again, I am going to kill myself. Okay, Ben. And, and, and see, you just had Elio have an allergic reaction to the very thought yeah. of no, the ben. Thunderdome Wait, return. Ben. But you know every pay-per-view, I show you the poster, right? Yeah. And they're always terrible. Yeah. I mean, you see the one for day one. No. That's all it is. Oh, for... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Come on. Can't they get more creative? You could get any more creative than that. You have to have a picture for a race. That's so generic. Like, that's not creative. No, that's not creative at all. <laughs> all right, so the, um, day one is will be taking place in Atlanta, Georgia, at the State Farm Arena on January first, twenty twenty-two. And so far, we know of six matches on the card. So, uh, you want to go bottom to top or top to bottom? Bottom to top. All right. So. The first one, do we really need to uh, guess who's going to win? Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss. Please. You know, wouldn't we have learned just by what we were exposed to at the Sword in the Desk segment that this sucks? That Baron Corbin and Madcap Moss suck? First of all, first of all, let me speak in defense of Madcap Moss. Oh, oh you going to defend him. Okay, go on. Well, 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 partially. All right. Because as disgusting, as nauseating as I find his gimmick, I feel bad for the human being behind it for having to execute it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, can you can you imagine how difficult it must be to stand in the ring cracking these dumbass jokes? And I can just picture him cringing on the inside, having to say these jokes. I cringe at the sight of his shirt, let, let alone the content of the jokes. Which, seriously, my ten-year-old nephew can come up with better jokes than. Um, than Madcap Moss. I mean, literally, I and I, one of my best friends is a very talented comedian who tours all over the place. Okay. And and I could I could contact him and he could write better joke material. You know, I just but, but, okay. Let, so let, let's talk about this from another perspective, right? So you. You have to imagine that just like any other uh, any other segment in WWE, that somebody had to come up with this idea beforehand. Now, you could... Are you telling me that you couldn't perceive this coming ahead of time? Like, that this segment was going to bomb in Chicago when people are just dying to chant CM Punk? 
listen, listen, people. Um, and I'm addressing the uh, the audience that attended SmackDown uh, in, in the midst of this terrible show. One, I apologize for you having wasted your money. I'm sure you were trying to take your kids and show them a good time, and and you know, you, and you had to sit on your hands for two hours and just grit grit your teeth and, and continue. But um, but the thing is, you spent your money on the wrong fucking show. CM Punk is back in professional wrestling. You can go to an AEW show and chant CM Punk and actually see CM Punk. Um, I was never a fan of the CM Punk chance, but the fact of the matter is this. That the fact that they were doing that during this segment, and Pat McAfee, someone who wasn't involved in the segment at all, had to cover it up by saying, you know, that, no, they weren't chanting CM Punk. They were chanting, we want love. You know what, Mr. McAfee, for the sweet love of God, can you get in the ring and cut a promo? Because I find you drastically more entertaining than Mad Cat Moss and Baron fucking Corbin. You know what I want Baron Corbin to do? <laughs> What's that? I want him to go back on Instagram and post pictures of his Rolex and his Ferrari so that people can can type in the comments that he is a piece of shit. Uh-oh. Now, now, if you are... Now, don't get me wrong, okay? If you have the money and all, and all, and all this sort of stuff and you want to buy Ferraris or whatever kind of car, whatever kind of watch you want... That's cool. I'm a watch guy. I'm a car guy, too. You know, I'm all good with that. But the thing, the fact of the matter is this. You can have those hobbies and not post it on social media during a pandemic about how you have a fucking Ferrari, you know, flashing your Rolex when, when, the, when the country is in shambles. Fuck you, Baron Corbin. Uh, and and I, I mean that so so sincerely I can't even begin to describe. And and I just I want him to do that again, so that hopefully the the, the you know the trolls on on Twitter can just rip him apart. I, I I really do because oh my god don't don't even get me started on Twitter okay. Hey, Jim, I apologize. <laughs> I just, uh, Twitter is the bane of, of the IWC. Oh, God, it's terrible. Okay, you want me to move on to the next match? Yeah. All right. All right. Are you okay? Yeah. All right, just talking. Okay, our next match we had for the Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch defending against Liv Morgan. Um, Becky Lynch. Yeah, okay. Why? I, you know what? I just, I can't, because I could see them giving it to Liv Morgan, but then if they did that, I feel like they would have to give it right back to, to, um, to Becky. Yeah, short, a short uh, run. Because I'm, I really don't see Liv Morgan as a long-term championship 
um, uh, holder at this point. Now, I would much rather have them build Liv Morgan more and we love a guy like I like I asked in in the raw review. Can we send her to promo class? You know, build her up. You know, have her be something for a longer period of time because because this is the first time that Liv Morgan has gotten extended, meaningful uh, uh, TV time in her career. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful fashion. I'm just pointing out facts. And if she can't even cut a promo, you know, then I think we, I think we need to, uh, you know, pull the reins back on on putting her in a championship situation. Can I, you know, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go with Liv Morgan because she, it doesn't necessarily have to mean that she's going to win the title, but she could win by count under disqualification. That, that's a good point. So I'm going to go with Liv Morgan. Okay. All right, next we have Edge versus Miz. Edge. Yeah, I'm going with Edge on this one. Then we have a tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. The Usos versus a New Day. You know what? I, 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 really, I, really, I really hate to, this match. I'm done with this program. Look, um, you know, the, the Usos versus the New Day have produced some extremely good tag team I know, team but how many matches. times do you have to see it? But, but that's my point. That, that's the thing. And given the Usos' connection to the Roman Reigns storyline, there's no way in hell that they would lose. No, I'm going with the Usos on this one. Absolutely. I'm done with New Day. And by the way, New Day, you're not the best tag team. Shut up. Sit down. Oh, oh, you're, you're not even close yeah. to the best tag team. Um, I think, uh, I think... The Hard Foundation might have something to say about that. I think... Uh, Demolition... Ash- Axe and Smash from Demolition. Took the word right out of my mouth. Well played, sir. I think uh, the Nation of Domination might have something to say about that. Um, The Road Warriors. Or, yes, the the Road Warriors, uh, the Fabulous Street Birds, uh, the Midnight Express, uh, the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, Shall I continue? (laughs) I can. We'd be here for another hour. Because because to me, the, the Usos are much better than the New Day. Yep. They're more compelling as characters than the New Day. Alright, so our next match for the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Ooh. You know what? Um, I, this is... This is very interesting considering what just happened between Roman Reigns and yeah. um, Paul Heyman. You know, how, you know what? Go on. Go on. However, I am going to have to have to give it to Roman Reigns because I think I think there's there's still going to be some uh, bullshittery go, going on with um, where some interference is going to be run and. Um, and Roman is going to retain. I think 
I think we may be getting to the point because remember, uh, folks, um, Roman has held the title since um, SummerSlam, and everything for every single pay per view that we've had since then. Every time I've come on here, I've said that Roman Reigns has no business losing that title because he needs to be champion until further notice. I still believe in that, but in terms of a storyline thing, if they were going to have him drop it now, um, you know, this would definitely be the time to do it because it makes the most sense with uh, with um, Paul Heyman seemingly headed back into the adv- advocacy camp of Brock Lesnar in Saskatchewan, Canada. I'm sure they have their own hunting lodge. I'm sure it's wonderful. Um, but, um, but, you know, this, like I said, this in terms of a storyline reason is very compelling. Um, do Now, you're asking me from a personal perspective, do I want to see Brock Lesnar win it? No. Um, And I don't have an issue with Brock Lesnar at all. I would just rather WWE build somebody up to take it away from Brock. Or, I'm sorry, to take it away from Roman. And to me, Brock doesn't need this. So, I still think Roman Reigns benefits more from a victory um, in terms of building his legacy um, and, and the and the, um, the bloodline is in full force. Um, so, you know, this is a tough one, but I'm going to have to go with Roman Reigns on this one. What do you think? Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to go with Roman Reigns as well. I mean, I'm sure they, they'll end up giving the title to Brock at some point. I just don't think it's going to be at this pay-per-view. I think it's going to be at a bigger show, like Rumble or WrestleMania or some show like that. Yeah, I agree. All right, uh, the final match on this. We have for the WWE Championship Big E versus Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens versus Bobby Lashley. They made Lashley look strong, so um, I don't know. If I want Lashley to win, but somehow I see I don't see them taking it off of Big E. Yeah, I, I agree with you um, to a T in that scenario. I think um, I think logically, from a storyline perspective, it should be Lashley. Um, but, uh, you know, just knowing how WWE does their shit, mm-hmm. um, I think we both expect it to be Big E, so I'm going to have to go with my gut and say Big E retains. All right, so that is our predictions for the day one pay-per-view on January 1st, 2022. Ben, now we have the time warp set. And you know what? I think, considering that, um... We've been on for a while. I'm, I'm going to cut it down to two for for tonight's show before we move on to the wrestling match. Okay, cool. So our first one, we're going to look at February 27, 1988 from uh, Memphis Wrestling. So we have a Ricky Morton interview to start things off. Man, R- Ricky Morton, I've, I've, I've met him before. 
And, and he's very, very, he's very, very cool. And we take a look at highlights from the Rockers versus the Rock and Roll Express. What a tag team match, and and yet and yet the New Day wants us to believe that they're the best tag team in history, or at least the WWE wants us to believe that. Oh my God! And in in this program, the Rockers were the heels. Beautiful. So like I mean, they even cut heel promos on the on the, the Rock and Roll Express. So we got so now. Okay, we know all about Bret Hart in 97, how he was a heel in the U.S. and he was a face everywhere else, right? Yeah. The Rockers did it first in 88 because they were heels in Memphis, but they were faces in the AWA. Yeah, so, okay, so they were having a Hart Foundation-like run. Yeah, yeah, they were. Then we have a promo from Manny Fernandez, followed by highlights of the Samoans versus the Zebra Warriors. Oh my, the Zebra Warriors. <laughs> I, I can never get over that, uh, that name there. And, uh, and, uh, and of course, in the, in the first match of the show, we have the Samoans defeating Rodney Knapper and Ricky Nelson. We followed that up with a promo by Eddie Gilbert talking about how Jerry Lawler used to be his idol. And we take a look at the highlights from Lawler versus Rich where Gilbert throws a fireball. Man, you know... And they love the fireballs. These fireballs in Memphis, (laughs) oh my god. (laughs) Then we have a Missy Hyde interview. Follow that up with... Follow that up with Doug Gilbert defeating Ken Raper. And in the main event, we had Gary Young and Max Payne defeating the Bruce Brothers. Cool. <sighs> Alright, so from there, we are going to UWF from March 14, 1986, the same Houston Coliseum. In the opening match, Tracy Smothers defeated Gustavo Mendoza. Then we had Brett Sawyer defeating Sean O'Reilly. Following that, we had the Blade Runners defeating Dave Peterson and Perry Jackson. Very cool. Then we had Corsia Corsico defeating Ricky Gibson. Wait. Once, once again, I, I, I must point out... You do a marvelous <laughs> job <laughs> pronouncing these names. Shout out to you. You could be a professional announcer with that ability. Oh my god. <laughs> then we had Coco Beware defeating Terrace Boba. Now remember, if we if you've heard these matches before, that's because these matches are taking these same matches taking place just in different uh, loca- different days in different locations sometimes. Right, yeah, I'm I'm kinda getting the feel for that in Memphis. Then the, the Sheep Herders defeated Hector and Chavo Guerrero. A.K.A. the Bushwhackers. Yes. And we had a dog collar match. Hacks on Jim Duggan defeating Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer. Oh, Lord. Then we had Terry Taylor defeating Dick Slater by disqualification. Oh, boo! <laughs> <laughs> Terry, Ta- Terry Taylor beat Dick Slater, please. Uh, and, then, and, 
And then, and in the main event, we had Akbar's army, Teddy Biasi and Steve Williams defeating Dick Murdoch and the Masked Superstar. Oh, that bullshit. I'm sorry. That, yeah, that pisses me off. What? Those last two match results. Teddy Biasi defeating Acts of Demolition? It's just, it, it, it makes my heart hurt. <laughs> Alright, uh, so like I said, I cut it down to two cards uh, for this this uh, show because uh, we are we are we started recording this at 10 p.m. right after AEW Dynamite, and then we are going to be back with Wrestling Roulette. Absolutely. Alright, our final segment, Ben. Wrestling Roulette. Your, our, final, your, your favorite. our final segment of 2021. Take it away. Yes, your favorite segment. Arguably, it really is. Alright, so I just play 21 tracks from my list of... Let's see, from my list of 380 songs... And my co-host has the, the revamped version the of the revamped game. version. So there are no duplicates of Undertaker, Rock, and Stone Cold. Which was you, you might laugh, ladies and gentlemen, but that in the past that has taken up a sizable chunk of this game. It has. I've had to skip over them because, like, we've already played it once. What's going on? Exactly. <laughs> The Rock took up like three uh, three slots in one episode. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I just played twenty one tracks. My co-host has to guess, and um, I only played ten seconds of it. So, Ben, are you ready for your first track? Yep. And, and trust me, ladies and gentlemen, those pajamas were huge. <laughs> it is indeed a Oh, I, I miss him. I wish he was still here. Cause I, yeah. working, working with Oscar and Moe was pretty cool. I like those guys. It was fun working with them. And I, uh, I, um, I saw an interview with him where he was out of character and he was just Nelson Frazier talking about things. Um, and it was an extensive interview. I saw it right, like, right after he passed away. Oh wow! It's such a shame because he was such a—he seemed like such a nice guy. All right, so we are one and oh, one nothing. Yes. All right, so on to the next one. Are you ready? Yep. Yes. That is Goldust's theme. Remember, wow. remember when he they paired him with Luna? He he had his hair all red and green, and he had that ball in his mouth. Oh, oh yeah! No wonder I blacked that theme out of my head. That was horrible. <laughs> oh, that, that was horrible. Bad. <laughs> all right, so we are one and one.
well, the beat made it sound like Cass, but I know that's not it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to say, um, uh, was it? This is probably stupid, but um, is that what Rick Steiner? No. Yeah. Okay. What is it? Tommaso Ciampa. Oh yeah. Okay. That that. Okay. That's really bad. All right. Here we go. That's early Brock Lesnar. Yes. And, um, and in my defense, um, I know Tommaso Ciampa's theme. It's just that, you know, I associate it with the no one else survives. So the fact that that didn't play threw me off. I, I like this uh, Brock Lesnar theme. Pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, so two and two. All right, here we go. Play it again for me. Was that the masterpiece, Chris Masters? No. Really? That is King Corbin. Oh, no, 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 no. We are not counting that one. Why? We've already had this conversation. We're not not doing King Corbin. I'll make you a deal. I'll make you a deal, okay? Okay, all right. If you want to count Baron Corbin in the future, play his his Lone Wolf theme, because at least that was done by Tommy Vext, a real musician. All right. Okay? Very good. We won't still count that then. Fine. Still two and two. <laughs> that Jinder Mahal. Yes, Jinder Mahal. Oh, God. Wow. <sighs> oh, jeez. Hey, ready? Hmm? That is Roderick Strong. I, be, I bet you any amount of money he really wants to be in AEW right now. Reform CFO dollar sign. Oh, God. Okay, three and three. Three and three. I'm stuck between two. Okay, who do you have? Um, could that possibly be um, Marvelous Mark Marrow? No. That's what it sounded like. Um, either that or like Ken Shamrock. Nope. Cause it's, uh, okay. That is Duke the Dumpster Drossy. 
Um, yeah, there's no way I would have gotten that. Okay, that's, that's fine. Now, I have a question. Have you ever seen him? N- n- Did you I've get heard, to see him? I've heard of him, but I never saw him. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's how memorable he was. <laughs> All right, here we go. Are you ready? Yep. They're one of the clones. No. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm doing wonderful this evening. That is Savio Vega. Okay. Friend of the show. All right. Here we go. You want to take a guess? <laughs> this would be one of my favorite karaoke songs, although I I, I would never sing karaoke because I choose not to make myself look like an ass. Um, Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon. So what? We are four and four, or is it four and five? Uh, I am four and four. Okay. Or no, I'm I'm sorry, four and five. Okay, four and five. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Track number ten. No, don't. Okay. I don't think we should count that one. Uh, no, let's not. Because, do you have any idea? Do you, do you have a guess? I'm not counting this, but do you have a guess? Well, no, uh, but I'll tell you what, it sounded like it's straight out of a casino featuring Robert De Niro. I'll tell you who it is. It's Michael Cole. No. No, we're not going to do that. That's, that's why I said we're not going to count it. I just wanted to know if you had any guesses. Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, Lars Sullivan? <laughs> Lars Sullivan. Oh, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> he was terrible. Yeah, I just really... like I didn't like him at all. Nothing about him was was good. Yeah, he turned out to be a real asshole. Alright, next one. What is someone out there collecting coconuts? I Coco Beware, I don't know. No, that is Saba Simba, one of the worst gimmicks. I'm sorry, uh, Tony Atlas. I have never heard that name in my entire life. No, okay, this was, he was, they gave Tony Atlas upon his return because before he left, him and Rocky Johnson were, were the Ebony, were a tag team. Him and Rocky Johnson were tag team, they were champions. Then he left. They brought him back around 1990 under this Sabasimi character. Oh, that that is terrible. It was <laughs> bad. It, I don't know if you ever seen the pictures. No, I mean you can still count it, but I'm just telling you, like, yeah. I've never even heard that name no, before. No, you so... know what? I'll, I'll send you a picture off air. Okay. 
So that's uh, we're five and six. Yep. God, I, I recognize it. Um, uh, Jesus, I am not doing good here. Is that one of the Hollies? Yes, it is one of the Hollies. Uh, okay, I'm gonna guess it was a uh, it was Crash. No. Erton. Uh, okay, Hardcore. No. I, didn't we already have Molly Holly's theme? We're not, okay, that's a repeat. We're not counting that. Because we already had it in previous weeks. And I correctly identified it as one of the Hollies. Okay. You can't just skip it because we had it on a separate show. Alright. Yeah. Fine. Fine. Five and six. You want to skip this one too? <laughs> uh, play it again. Is that Sasha Banks? No. That's what it sounded like. Um. Oh God! Don't tell me it's Bianca Belair. No. Okay, well, good. That, that's good. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Street Profits. Oh, fuck right off. Okay. No Five wonder. and seven. That was going on. N- no wonder. I'm always distracted by the solo cups or whatever. But, okay. okay, here we go. You're five and seven. You're not doing too bad. No clue. This one's Lex Luger. I'm assuming that's when he was a narcissist or something? No, actually, this was his Made in the USA theme. Oh, kiss my overly white ass. (laughs) Overly white what? Because it's (laughs) the middle of winter, I don't have a tan, okay? Use your imagination. (laughs) Five and eight. Come (sighs) on, man. Fandango! Six and eight, yes, Fandango. Here we go. Number fifteen. Number fifteen. Judas, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. Seven and eight. See, you're doing good. Okay. Track sixteen. Yep. Now. <laughs> he really needs to go back to this theme and cut out the cut out the sword shit. 
I Drew, really, Mag- I, I really Drew McIntyre, please. I really love this theme. Yeah, what is one of my favorite themes ever. All right, so we are... Eight, eight and eight. Eight and eight. Track number 17 coming up. Well, that was gift wrapped. The former <laughs> Rusev. Right? The former Rusev. That is nine and eight. That was uh, that was hard to guess, wasn't it? Oh yes, it was. It was just taxing. <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of gift rat, thank you, Rock. Ten and eight. All right, here we go. Track number nineteen. Nineteen. Here we go. I don't know. No guess? Nope. James Ellsworth. Oh, fucker. That's the guy that got... uh, I think he got kind of screwed, to tell you the truth. But, nonetheless. All right, move on. Ten and nine. Number 20. We have two more, Ben. Yep. Ready? Yep. Well, no wonder I don't know that one. She's never on the show. And when she is, her music's not playing. She's in the the back playing with the 24-7 championship. We are 10 and 10. This next one one is going to decide the game. You ready? Yeah. Play it again. Is that Lacey Evans? Nope. Oh, God. Who was it? It was Lana. Okay. 10 and 11. Sorry, man. You didn't do too bad. You didn't win. We didn't do too bad. Yeah, sorry about that. Some of of these are really tough. I told you I updated it, but uh, at least uh, the Rock and the Undertaker and Stone Cold didn't make more than one appearance. Yeah. Well, and that's a positive. All right. So, that being said, let me just talk about the show real quick. So... Actually, Ben, uh, I told you that you're doing the numbers. Do you have numbers for us? 
yeah, let me just uh, pull them up. All right, very you may, do you want, to pause, you want to pause before you do that? Yes. All right, Ben, so we have numbers. Yes. What do you have for us? So our total uh, number of plays all time has risen to 4,233. Wow. See, because I always look at it from my, uh, I, I, no, from my phone, and it always just shows 4.2. So it doesn't show, like, the exact number. So that's pretty cool. Okay, what else? Uh, we have an estimated audience of 17 listens per episode. That's something I would like to increase because I remember when we were doing like 40 per episode. So I think overall the numbers, the number is impressive, like the final number. But I would like to, to improve the audience per episode. Um, I think we have a lot of uh, listeners who binge listen to us because. Just this week, we've had 31 people listen to the show. But that's nowhere near our our all-time high, which was 227. And that happened last month. Wow. That was like just the last month alone? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Wow. So, yeah, uh, so far so good. And uh, in terms of... Uh, state distribution in the United States because that's 93% of our uh, our audience. 46% reside in New Jersey. As I've said, I, I vacation in Jersey, so I, I greatly appreciate your patronage. Ohio is making a come up. They're at short, they're at 14%. Virginia is at 13. And my home state, ladies and gentlemen, is in fourth place with 9%. Why? Come on. What's going on? What the hell, Maryland? Have (laughs) some loyalty. I've lived here my entire life. Listen, come on. Good God. My co-host needs coffee to stay awake during the Rob Reports. I I know, or or at least not do. For God's sake, give me something, anything. (laughs) (laughs) No, for real. Like I was, I was looking at uh, Anchor this week because the one thing I always find interesting is when I open the Anchor app on my phone here. Right. The latest episode that I upload, I like it. Just amazes me. Like the number of plays. Like the one we record on Saturday. I uploaded it on Monday, and I opened uh, the app, and it already had 15 plays. I'm like, wow. Yeah, so, like I said, I think I think some people binge listen to us, or, or catch them uh, after they air, or something. So, so, so I gotta say, like, I, I created this podcast three years ago. I remember, because I... I read your blog. I read your blog, and then I reached out to you. And I'm like, "What are your thoughts on starting a podcast?" Yeah, well, I um, I thoroughly enjoy doing the podcast. You know, there's something to be said for writing something, um, and and I'm um, I'm very familiar with that medium, but um, I I really like being able to hold conversations and actually interact with with a person on the other 
on the other side of the keyboard, so to speak, um, because I think I think when somebody speaks and you can actually um, feel their emotion and what they're talking about, I think that has like a deeper uh, sense of connection. So because I will, I've always been stuck with like terrible co-hosts, like from past podcasts that I've been part of. So I reach out to you and like what are your thoughts on starting a podcast. Then I remember the first episode we did was the all in episode, yeah, which, and, and which was you, terrible. <laughs> we, didn't yeah, have, we didn't even have an intro, and that's still. Um, our, our second most viewed episode of all time, I think. I saw that 52 plays. I'm like, come on, what's going on? We were terrible. It was our first episode. Yeah, and, and, and some episodes have a lot less, and they're a lot better. So, um, you know, if you guys are just uh, joining us, um, you know, if I could have a shameless plug for a minute, uh, if you, um, if you want to go back a couple of months. Um, those are some really good episodes. And um, during the summer, especially, um, our, our viewership tends to dip. So if you want to go back to the summer episodes and, and take a look at those. I think, um, we, we, I think we did one episode where I was sitting outside. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and your dad kept interrupting, so he, he, hit, the, he hit the pause button like four times. <laughs> So, yeah, but um, either way, you know, we just had a lot of fun um, producing this podcast, and yeah. um, we've had a great 2021. Um, the growth has been astronomical. I mean, that's um, what I was saying. I created this three years ago, and, like, I, I didn't expect three years later that it would be this, like, this show would be as big as as would grow as... It has. Yeah, because this time last year we had maybe a thousand uh, listeners, and to have grown over over you know that much has been fantastic. So thank you very much, and we look forward to uh, producing um, content for you guys for years to come. And yeah. uh, uh, mer- Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. And uh, well, hold on. Hold on. So I'm gonna just say that, like, of all the all the podcast co-hosts I've had in the past, I'd say that Ben has been the best uh, co-host I've worked with. On aside, aside, outside of the other one that I'm with, like uh, the show that I created, Ben's been the best co-host I've ever worked with. Well, thank you very much, so, and. Uh... And you've been fantastic yourself. And I'm seriously just like that. Some of the stuff you come up with, and of course, I've enjoyed, and I've enjoyed scaring the crap out of him every week. And I look forward to doing even more. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, you have you have plenty of time between now and our. That's oh my terrible. god, that's terrible! Look at that. ladies, ladies, and ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, t- 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 tell tell the tell the listeners uh, where where I, where I got that. He's showing me a, a movie poster from a riveting film. I'm sure it was riveting. I didn't see it. Um, well, I know that. You know what? Actually, called Santa Jaws. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up the synopsis right now while you're telling the fans. That was and, and, and before that, he uh, what was what was the character you introduced me to before we went on the air? The Spookies. 
Oh, God. <laughs> so clearly, Elio just has too much time on his hands. So if you could, um, if you'd be so kind as to continue to listen to, um, to our podcast, um, both, um, well, consistently from here on out, but it's, but specifically between now and our first episode of, uh, 2022, uh, maybe I can put Elio in such a good mood with increased numbers that he won't scare the shit out of me with, <laughs> with D-list movie posters. But I think, I think Michael Wilson should always be having crap scared out of him. Every time well, I, well, every time he gets messages with me that he's logging on, I tell him, okay, I'll have someone waiting for you at the front doors. Well, uh, well, I'll tell you one thing. Your movie posters scare me a lot less than the first interaction I had with your mother. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> okay, Ben, I have the synopsis here. Okay, cool. First of all, Santa Jaws, okay, is a movie from 2018. Yeah, 2018. It's a TV movie, an action-adventure, comedy, fantasy, horror, sci-fi, and thriller. Now, here's the synopsis. Trying to survive the family Christmas, Cody makes a wish to be alone which ends up backfiring when a shark manifests and kills his entire family. Oh, God. It, it, it sounds like a knockoff version of Home Alone or something. It is brutal. It sounds so terrible. I know it does. And there was it, another one uh, that I heard of called Shark Exorcist. Oh, Jesus Christ. I think we covered that on, on a previous episode. Good God. But like these movies that they, they, but that's why I get inspired. That's how I get inspired to scare my co-host. Yeah. So ben, so, I hope I've terrified you tremendously over the past year. Oh, I'm sure you have. <laughs> Actually, I, I can, uh, I can attest to the fact that I know you have. <laughs> so congratulations, my friend. And, uh, uh, many more scares and so and so, and such in uh, twenty twenty two. I look wait, forward wait, to it. Wait, wait till I you see what I have planned for the first chapter of the new year. Oh God! Oh boy! Let's just say Lake Alice will be waiting for you. Oh God! <laughs> Help me, folks! Please. Okay, with that being said. I'm Elio, he's Ben, this has been the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Ben, have a Merry Christmas. You do the same, my friend. Alright, and uh, Merry Christmas to all our listeners, and we will talk to you all in the new year. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. Bye, guys. See you later. Enjoy your eggnog. Colossal, we come